0: Everything
1: is interesting where they take everyday topics and bring new likely subjects to science, 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 science. What are our bodies made of?
0: Well, a bunch of different molecules. So to put this in perspective.
1: Kira and Kira.
0: Hello again. Hello. Everything is interesting. There's so much information out there.
1: I'm Jefferson Smith. That was Kira. And it's time for Everything is Interesting. Kira, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm so good. I'm so glad to be here.
2: Great. So we just got, we we just have, we have one Kira today. The K-E-E-R-A, Kira. Yeah, I'm sorry you
0: guys in, in, um, you know, Kira deprivation. usually just two of us. We're excited. (laughs) We're excited to have you. Let's do it. Thanks. So we're going to talk about the future today and ways that we're working towards making it sustainable. But before I get into that. Real quick, I want to mention that everything is interesting as a show. We're thinking of changing our name, and we want listener input. So we're putting up a poll where you and the listeners can vote for your favorite name for the segment. And to vote, you just have to go to facebook.com/backslash two, like the number two science project. So facebook.com/backslash two science project.
1: And so, and so options include everything is interesting. Options include what science project? Any other options?
0: Uh Yeah, we came up with about a 100, but I think the, the ones that made the poll, um, we try to think of things that we say a lot, so I think it included in there is like, oh, I get it now, um. <laughs> is,
2: is everything is everything is interesting? Not interesting anymore. Is it not? Is that <laughs> not all encompassing? So not, <laughs> everything, not everything is actually
1: interesting. I think it's, <laughs> not,
2: it's not everything, and it's not interesting.
1: We yeah, have a lot of things news. they don't talk about.
2: Everything stopped being interesting.
1: Oh no! So it's like science is interesting.
2: We got to be optimistic.
1: <laughs> but but
2: we, we want to incorporate science in the name. I think everything is everything or ubiquitous. And, and,
1: and Liam just pointed out though that we just made that intro. Right, so it seems I like know, that's, I know. you know, <laughs> Sorry,
0: it's, Liam. All right. it's all <laughs> right.
1: They're we very well
0: might stay with the name, but anyway, anyway. All right, we well, I go. will
1: go do that. Now, how about some science?
0: Okay, so, Hey. Two thousand seventeen. Let's start fresh. Let's never mention the year that just passed again. Oh
1: yeah, because it's instead, gonna be so much better. I was this gonna year.
2: say, oh man, I think twenty seventeen is gonna yeah. be worse, but that's just my prediction. No, but it's gonna be great. I'll Prince tell you won't why.
1: die again, as far as I can tell. <laughs> oh, otherwise. Or Bowie otherwise. or
2: the many, yeah. many others. Yes. Well,
0: in, in the way of science and technology it's gonna be great because there's a lot of things coming out that are gonna help make our future a sustainable one.
2: Great. So please let's. I'm I'm actually really excited about this. I've been reading a lot about renewable and efficient technology on the horizon recently.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming forward. We're making a lot of strides towards sustainable energy technology. But sustainable isn't just a buzzword. It's pretty essential that we figure out how to free ourselves from the dependency on petroleum and natural gas.
1: I don't think we necessarily need to explain to most of our listeners the desires to move away from drilling and fracking and burning fossil fuels, uh, but there's still important questions going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I love our listeners. But just in case somebody out there is just joining this discussion, petroleum and natural gas are both finite resources, meaning they're eventually going to run out. And that will be terrible, and it's incredibly damaging to the environment, both to harvest and to use. So, we already have some technologies that could allow us to continue our way of life without continuing to burn 4 billion, with a B, gallons of oil a day, which is what we're doing. We already have solar power. We have wind power. We can collect energy from the natural movement of waves in the ocean. Our challenge is going to be obtaining more and more of this power from these clean
2: renewable
1: sources. Yeah, and given the current state of Congress, we won't be able to merely rely on federal government action to prioritize sustainability.
2: And have you seen have you seen those things that actually that that generate the energy from the waves? They're huge. They're like several stories high.
1: How, how do the fish yeah. like those things? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, probably so, don't, but they, they look cool. I obviously not a reason to do it. Um, you, could make, you
1: could, you could make it multi-level, like sort of like, like, uh, like mixed use and like have little fish apartments and they would like it. <laughs> no, they're like, same. it's
2: like all above water. Right. So, well, except for the, is there like a keel underneath? Okay. Too much weight energy ahead,
0: talk. it's a boat.
2: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's a buoy. It's huge though. Yeah. Well, I think that responsibility for for energy and for not consuming is really going to fall largely on us, to the consumers, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're talking about these exciting products that are on the horizon. Um, So if we choose to put our money into environmentally friendly goods, we could soon have energy efficient homes. We could have cars that the only emission is water. We could have clothes and goods that are made from waste material that would otherwise end up in the landfill yeah that's great
2: i mean i guess we've come a long way from the time that people that cared about the environment were labeled as like drug tree hugging hippies Trugs, that's a new term <laughs> what I'm call them now. <laughs> <laughs> never mind tree hugging hippies um these are our people these the are <laughs> the drugs yeah, not
1: all of our people are these but our people include <laughs> these
2: Oh my God, pre-9 a.m. talk. Um, Collectively, we seem to be catching on that those resources are infinite and the air doesn't clean itself and that we're going to have to buy sustainable if we want to be sustainable, right?
0: Yep, exactly. So we know these technologies exist, but in the spirit of everything is interesting, let's dive a little deeper into how they actually work. So you've probably heard of smart home technology. Smart homes aim to automate electricity use, window tinting, um, air conditioning systems. They want to maximize energy conservation. Uh, They'll even disconnect non-in-use TVs and computers, like things that are plugged in, but you're not using them, you know. Yeah, so
2: why am I gonna pay for a device that shuts off power to my TV when my TV is already off? Uh,
0: Because your TV and many other devices continue to use electricity, even when the power button is off. It's called Standby Energy, and it currently accounts for 8%, around 8% of residential energy consumption. Isn't that crazy? 8% of your electricity is, you're not even using it. Smart homes will also contain ultra-efficient heat pumps. Um, New smart refrigerators will keep food cold by using water and magnets. Uh, Rooftops painted with near-infrared pigment will reflect up to four times the amount of sunlight as regular paint, which will keep your house cooler.
2: And pretty cool stuff. So will we go back to the refrigerators that use magnets and water to cool our food, I mean, is, are you sure that's real? Because it, I mean, I, I know that magnets are being used a lot in sort of forward thinking things, but I, how does that work? Well,
0: it's kind of crazy, the magnets making things colder technology. Uh, we've known about it since the 1800s, but it's taken over a century of research to perfect enough to put in a refrigerator.
1: What I, what I'm supposed to say is that that's totally counterintuitive, because <laughs> magnets are are supposed to use to heat metal, not cool it. Okay, because that's what induction heating is is using magnets to make things hot. But it doesn't seem counterintuitive to me because I think you could also use magnets to, because all heat is is the essentially the speed of small items, right? So if you if you use the magnets to align them, it seems like you could make them do any number of things.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a pretty cool system. Um,
1: but that's totally counterintuitive to me.
2: <laughs> You're just showing off your all your smarts about magnets. I no, just no my
1: random speculations. Magnets, attempts no, it, it, at honesty. Totally
0: says, yeah. I mean, if if you if you were at a molecular level, if you were like teeny tiny and looking at the atoms, I mean, it would make sense, right? Because we can use magnets to do all kinds of things, but there we don't really know how to use magnets to to make metal cooler. I mean in okay. reality if you put an electromagnet next to a piece of metal, the metal is going to heat up and there's it's called the magnetocaloric effect. That's just what it is. So my
1: intuition so, was wrong, uh, but it, but it happened <laughs> to maybe land but it, you know, but it, it, it two wrongs made a right. Keep going.
0: I'm sorry, I don't make the rules of the universe. I just explain them on a radio we appreciate show. appreciate it. So, uh, let me explain how this works. How how magnets make metal hot. So picture in your mind's eye that atoms in a piece of metal, and they're all in, like, an orderly filter-like row, right? I and mean, the unpaired electrons are free to flow around these atoms, and they can spin any which way, and that's, that's electricity. That's what you're thinking about right now is those free electrons. But put that piece of metal in front of a magnet, and those free electrons are all forced to spin in one particular direction. So the electrons that were just flowing, they stopped short. And that causes the whole lattice of atoms to vibrate, like a cartoon character who just got hit with a frying pan. And then vibrating atoms, as Jefferson just mentioned, it, well, that's what that we call heat. So the magneto effect creates so much heat that it can be used to melt steel. Crazy, huh?
1: Yes, crazy. Keep going.
0: <laughs> okay, so you expose the metal to a magnet, the metal heats up. And if you were to remove the magnet, the opposite would happen, right? I mean think about it, it would just cool down and all that heat energy is still right there. The electrons would just gain back their movement and it would start flowing again and, and, uh, you know, if you had a a thermometer on this metal, it's like you had metal, it was one temperature, it heated up, it went back to the same temperature. But this time, expose a piece of metal to a magnet but run a, a stream of water in between the two. The water is really good at absorbing heat that the metal is producing because the electrons, the magnet's still there, right? The electrons are being held steady. They're like the needle on a compass. They can't move. They can't reabsorb that heat energy. So the water gets to steal the heat energy. And it carries it away. And then when the, metal is, or when, sorry, when the magnet is deactivated, the metal cools down to colder than the original temperature. And that's how you have a cold magnet to cool down your food. Did any of that make sense?
1: That it, it, yes, in fact, it sounded v- very simple and easy, and I believe I could make it in my backyard.
2: So let me get this straight i I run like a I run a tube of water in between a magnet and a piece of metal. The water carries away the heat, and voila! I no longer need an electric compressor to keep my carrots fresh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, the magnetic refrigeration system will still use electricity, but it's about 20 to 30 percent less than conventional fridges that use um, I forget what the chemical is called. It used to be Freon, now it's something slightly better, uh, but it uses a, a, a compressor. And if, when we change over to these magnetic refrigeration systems, that means a billions of dollars in savings. And they'll also eliminate the need to use those harmful refrigerant chemicals because the heat collecting liquid is just water.
2: Okay, so what I want to know, so there's this other thing, clothes from garbage. I'm, I'm reading here, so I, I want to know about the clothing made of waste material mentioned earlier. Are you saying I'm going to have pants <laughs> made out of garbage? If you want.
1: <laughs> if you have, if, if you, it seems like you sweaters, can make pants I think out of anything have you sweaters. want. Yeah. Oh, you, you, as long as you have the adhesive.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> a lot of popsicle sticks and a lot of glue. Um, sounds sounds cool. Sounds like Carhartts. Yeah
0: sounds hard to walk in, actually. Uh, So there's a bunch of different companies around the world that are trying to make sustainable materials. One of my favorite ideas is a fabric that's made from crab shells.
1: This sounds very uncomfortable.
0: Yes. But (laughs) only if you don't do it correctly, because if you forget to process a crab claw on your crab pants, then that's really going to hurt. But uh, luckily, the whole crab shell isn't what's used to make the fabric. Instead, do you want broken... crabs
1: pants? I'm getting some crabs pants.
2: <laughs> I wasn't gonna make that joke.
1: Going. Was... <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry why crab is that?
0: Crab <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. why did we save the world? Why we go... <laughs> I was
2: like, I'm not gonna make the crab
1: joke. I didn't bring it up. Not my fault.
0: I mean, I'm sorry, but there are uh, huge sacrifices that we're going to have to make if we want a sustainable world. Okay, so the shells are broken down, and then you extract the naturally occurring chitin, which is chemically altered into a substance called chitosan. And chitosan is molecularly similar to cellulose and is extremely strong. Chitosan is already important in its use for agriculture and medicine, and uh, a more recent application is making bacteria resistant clothing.
2: So uh, bacteria resistant means smell resistant?
0: Yeah, which is nice if you work out a lot. Nice, nice for uh, crab good pants knowledge. <laughs> you don't want your crab
1: <laughs> pants to have a bad odor.
0: So gross. <laughs> oh, I take no responsibility for this segment. Okay. So we've been using chitosan to coat workout clothes for a little while, but various companies like this one called Tidal Vision that are actually taking the chitosan and creating fabric from it. So working with sustainable fishing companies, they're using crab, lobster, and shrimp shells that would normally be tossed in the landfill uh, to create this fabric. And in a world where we annually toss 7 million tons of seafood shells in the trash, this technology could make a big environmental impact. Awesome pretty cool, huh?
1: This is amazing information. Anything else, any, as we wrap, any other of your favorite couple projects, or I guess, or we just keep, we just, more science. We'll just do more science. What other, (laughs) what other products are out there?
0: Um, There's really cool artificial trees on the way, um, which I know sounds like the kind of tree in your doctor's office, but it's more like a there are these futuristic machines that can sequester like a thousand times more carbon than normal trees, which is really important for our atmosphere and global warming. Um, there's a couple different ones. There's there's uh, one that sort of looks like a cube, and it works just like the filter in your catalytic converter, but that absorbs carbon monoxide. This will absorb carbon dioxide, um, and the really cool one is... Um, this resin-like material. It ends up being this leather-like material uh, that was invented by Claus Blackner, who's the head of Columbia University's Center for Sustainable Energy. Um, and it's, it's really neat. They cut it up and cut it in little strips and it sort of looks like the, the branch of a pine tree. So you get all this uh, surface area, all this air exposure. And that takes carbon out of the air and turns it into like a, a salt, basically. And so you can collect in a cup and you can move it somewhere. And they're working on a project. To take that salt and turn it back into usable fuel. So that's
1: and 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 what and what is this and what is this uh, super tree made out of? It's
0: made out of a resin. I don't remember what the resin is called, but it's it's. I it's mean, always a know, resin. The, the guy's a genius. And it's
1: <laughs> a <resin. laughs> Unless it's it. crabs pants, it's <laughs> it always a resin. Pants. It's one of the two. It's generally one of the two. Third. All right. So so, how do we get some of these things to become a reality? Because you know, if if a few percent of people do it. Right. Well, there's that's a nice thing for them. They can use their seventh generation toilet paper. Uh, But for but to get at scale, uh, with carbon dioxide being the biggest contributor to global warming, um, how do the uh, how do we get people to get these things, and or at least how can one of us get an artificial tree?
0: That's a very good question. I don't know that the artificial trees are available for consumer consumption. Not eating. Home Depot. Hopefully, eventually, I think that if enough of us demand it, and if enough of us are asking, you know, we want to buy it, we want to put it in our backyards, and hopefully it will become available for us to buy at Home Depot. And the fridges will come out in 2020, so everybody should get one of those.
1: All right. Do you have another favorite? Do you have another favorite product or another? Fa- we're about to, we're about to wrap. Uh, Any, and by that I mean uh, put uh, rhymes to a beat. Uh, and before we wrap do you have any uh, other favorite products or other favorite lessons for us Kira
0: just that we're making plastic out of a lot of things that aren't plastic anymore and there's a company that is Harnessing methane that comes from landfills and animals on farms and turning it into plastic. So like
1: this is the thing that's exciting to me is that people are like taking getting plastic out of the ocean, turn it into stuff, plastic out of the air. You're not plastic out of the air, but like dirt out of the air and turn it into stuff.
0: It is, it is yeah. exactly what it is. You're I mean, that's one methane of the, gas. You're pulling it out of the air and yeah. turning it into plastic. That's
1: yeah. one
2: of the agricultural problems. Is the methane gas that's created. Yes. There you go. Yeah.
1: Knowledge.
0: So you could be drinking out of a cup made of
2: cow burps.
1: No, In I mean, your crabs pants. No. In like, your
2: crabs
1: pants. <laughs> poop matters. Thank you so much, Kira. Appreciate you and Happy New Year. This is our first. Everything's interesting, and I like to think that we had that it, we weren't at half strength with only one Kira. We were at greater focus. And thank you so much for keeping us focused on science that matters, including crabs pants. Thank you,
0: yes. Thank you, guys. It's been wonderful to be here. Happy New Year, guys.
1: Happy, happy New, New Year. Year.